is Tom Bailey, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and welcome to another edition of Bands Songs Ranked. I actually don't have an official title for this series, but um, that's what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks. I am trying to get some guests on the show. I don't know if I told you last week who the guest I'm trying to secure is, but if not, I will tell you, and if you, I did, I'll tell you again. It's Martin Ware from Heaven17. The drama gets stranger and stranger. I reached out to him on Facebook. And I asked him, you know, I said, I understand you're busy, but if you could come on the show, that'd be great. D- didn't hear from him. I'd go to Podbean, which is the site that hosts the show, and I have a little notification. And that's weird. I click it, and usually it's just some rando person following the show, which is great. But it says, Martin Ware followed your podcast. I'm like, that's weird. I never, I never heard back from him. So we will keep trying to get Martin Ware of Heaven 17 on the show. I also had an idea to get another guy on the show, a fellow OMD fan. I'm going to reach out to him, and he's kind of a big deal in the OMD community, so I will uh, try to reach out to him this week, and maybe we'll have him on next week, and then the week after we'll go back to uh, ranking bands. Uh, This week's contestants for bands ranked The Cure. My wife's been on a big Cure kick. It's one of her favorite bands of all time. She kind of got out of it for a while, and then she's gotten back into it lately. Because she's been listening to a lot of new, you know, you listen to a lot of, I guess, uh, old stuff, and then you decide, geez, I'd like to hear something new. She's kind of been the opposite. She's been listening to a lot of, like, uh, K-pop, because Liza's into it, and so a lot of other new stuff, like, you know, new indie stuff with her. And, she's, you know, some Cure stuff would pop up. She'd be like, oh, you know, I miss having the Cure on my iPod, because I miss having an iPod. She just streams stuff now. But anyway, so she, we're very different when it comes to the Cure. In fact, when we did uh, PF's third favorite band, question mark, I don't even think The Cure qualified for the tournament. I think they just might have been an honorable mention band, as I recall. So, like The Cure, just fine, but I'm really pretty much strictly a hit singles guy for sure with this band. By the hit singles, I mean the proper singles. They've only had uh, two top 40 hits, three top 40 hits in this country, and uh, a couple of quite a few over in the UK. We will discuss that as we roll along here. Uh, Song number 10, we're going to start. This song is a song that I believe the Professor of Rock considers The Cure's best song and maybe one of the best songs of all time. And if you don't know the Professor of Rock, we're trying to get him on the show too. I need to reach out to him again. Uh, He has a great YouTube channel. Oh my God, it is so good. And I think he's like me. I think he's a little younger than me. I think we have very similar music tastes, mostly alternative, but we do like some chart stuff. He does an episode on Hall & Oates. It's really, really good. I'm a big Hall & Oates fan. So do check out The Professor of Rock. You're going to go down a rabbit hole, kids, I promise you. The OMD episode is fantastic. Anyway, hope we can talk to him about that soon as well. So song number 10, Pictures of You from the album Disintegration, an album I do not like. It came out in 1989. I was in radio. Uh, I think it was the first month at the station. Uh, the record label uh, had got us all together at this club in Pittsburgh. And all the radio stations were invited. The Cure still weren't a radio band at this point. This album made them a radio band in this country. But all the stations showed up. I think people from the Top 40 station showed up for some reason. And I think the rock station, WDVE, I think is the, they showed up. We showed up. We listened to the album. And I'm like, yeah, this is okay. And the first single, uh, Fascination Street was the first single from the album. It's fine. Love Song is the song you know from this album. Got the number two in this country since covered by Adele and 311 very successfully. It's fine. Pictures of You is the track I'm going to choose, though. It's the as the Cure's 10th best song. And here it is. I've been looking so long. 
pictures of you from the 1989 album Disintegration. And again, you know, when I'm going through this, I, some perspective, I'm not doing this as some kind of a rock and roll expert. It is a little beyond my personal taste because I think I am kind of a new wave expert. But uh, just to give you a little context here, I think these are kind of an interesting way to do it. I like to look up more of these things online, like the guys that did the Beach Boys ranking. I don't think they were – well, a couple of them were Beach Boys fans. One of the guys wasn't. So it's always interesting to hear people – kind of know what their level of fandom is and then hear what they think a band's best work is. I think that's always interesting. Number nine, uh, we're getting a lot of tracks from this album, although it's not actually an album. They, it's called Japanese Whispers, and it's a collection of singles. So it's basically four hit singles and their B-sides packaged on an album in 1983, and one of which is called The Love Cats. And uh, Love Cats is just a bouncy little cure tune, probably the second cure tune I ever heard. And well, here it is. Cats, uh, I guess of the time, it's very of the time for The Cure. They're not as dark and moody as we will discuss later on in the countdown. But uh, another track from this album is the very first Cure song I ever heard. And I was a little late to the party. They released their first album in 79. I don't hear them until 83 when a friend brings the 12-inch single for this song to our high school radio station. And she goes, oh, this is The Cure. And then this very provocative title, Let's Go to Bed. And ah, very interesting. And I only knew the 12-inch single for a long, long time until I finally ended up getting the uh, the single version years later. But here is uh, a tune that's still near and dear to my heart because it's the first song I ever heard by them. It's Let's Go to Bed. Go to Bed by The Cure from the album Japanese Whispers, which is not an album at all, but merely a collection of singles from 1982, 83 in there. 
And let me see, number seven we get to, this is a nice song. It, their first top 40 hit, it gets to actual 40 in the U.S. charts and then falls back from the album Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. This is where they kind of start to get some exposure in the U.S. Uh, the previous album has helped, uh, which is The Head on the Door, which we'll get to in a bit. But uh, just like Heaven, again, this is a, a, a kind of the cure that my wife starts to get a little disgusted with. They're, they're a little too happy, they're a little too poppy, and well, here they are being happy and poppy with Just Like Heaven. Like Heaven, their number seven track on the Cure songs ranked. Number six, another big hit, uh, their second biggest hit in this country. Yes, gets to number 18 in 1992 from the album Wish. It's another nice tune, but again, it suffers the same problem. I think it's just like Heaven, so my wife isn't keen, but it's almost not identical to Just Like Heaven in that it's like they sound the same, but they they fit together very well because they're much more upbeat songs than a lot of the Cure catalog, especially the er the early Cure catalog. So this why that's why this becomes a hit, and it becomes a hit weirdly at a time when bands like the Cure aren't necessarily in fashion. I guess because of the moodiness, they kind of are able to you know tack onto the Manchester Seattle scene that's going on in music at the time, whereas you know, bands like OMD and Human League and Heaven 17 and people like that are suffering badly because no one wants keyboards or technology anymore. But The Cure can still rock, even though this doesn't necessarily rock at more pops. But here it is, Friday I'm in Love from 1992.
Friday I'm in Love gets to number 18 in the U.S. It is The Cure's second biggest hit after Love Song. Number five on our countdown is a song that's from their first album called Three Imaginary Boys. And I actually heard this song. This is probably one of the other early Cure songs I heard. My buddy had a the soundtrack for the album Times Square. It's a movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And it had a lot of interesting people on it. I don't remember who. I think... I think Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side is on this as well, but this song by The Cure is on it, and I was, like, looking for new stuff. It's still, you know, it's the early, mid-'80s. It's still kind of hard to find stuff. MTV is playing some new stuff, but it's still really hard to find new music. It's not, not like today, young people. And this is on it, and it's a pretty cool song. Like, oh, The Cure, I know these guys. And it's kind of an obscure Cure song. It wasn't a single. It's an album track. But I taped the album from my friend, and I used to listen to the song a lot. This is Grinding Halt. Grinding Halt, uh, the fifth best Cure song, in my opinion, here on The Countdown. We get to four. We're back to Japanese Whisper for our third go-round. And this song, uh, of course, you're going to know why I like this song. When you, I'm going to start right from the beginning, and you're going to understand why this is so high on my list, because this is a very PF tune. Moody, not. it is a little poppy. It's a little, fast tempo, but it's still kind of that point in The Cure's career where they're still... They're moody, but they're a little more upbeat about it, and I think this is a, a good example of that. This is The Walk. Our number four track on the Cure's best songs ranked. And we get to number three, which is going to be my wife's probably, I think it's, if not her favorite song of all time, it's certainly her favorite Cure song. And it's really grown on me. I thought this was a single, and it turns out it was not a single. I don't know why I have it in my, probably because she played it so much. And this is, uh, this is early Cure. This is uh, very moody, very dark. Um, and you're going to see why there's kind of the camps are divided. Although it's really weird. The Cure camp isn't as divided as, say, I don't know, the OMD camp when it comes to, like, eras of the band. I think most people that like the Cure 
like the whole catalog, except for the people that came on board later with, you know, like Love Song and Disintegration. I think there's that, that camp, mostly in America, of people that, you know, like the like later Cure. But I like the whole catalog in bits and pieces. And um, this is really a good tune. It's from the second album, 17 Seconds, released in 1980. This is Play for Today. For today, from the 17 Seconds album in 1980, possibly my wife's favorite song ever, certainly her favorite Cure song, and I like it a lot too, it's really grown on me. We get to number two, and we go back to the first album, Three Imaginary Boys. Interesting track this, it's their third single actually. Uh, it, let me see, it does not chart in either the UK or the US, and I think this is one of their signature songs though, it's Boys Don't Cry. And what's interesting about it is it really encapsulates, I think, their entire career early on. It's moody, it's but it's up-tempo. So it's like what most of the stuff I like is like right off of the first album. So here it is from 1979 from The Cure's first album, Three Imaginary Boys, Boys Don't Cry. Don't Cry gets remixed in 1986, and it's a nice remix. Usually remixes that come out a couple of years later aren't very good, but uh, they do extend it, and I think they released it off of the Staring at the Sea, uh, Standing on the Beach slash compilation that comes out in 1986, and I think it was one of the, they re-released it as a single, and I don't think it charted in either country. Uh, that I know of, but the remix that they released with it, again, is really good. It's a, it's a, I think it's a two-minute song, and they extended it out to four or five minutes, and it's, and without pulling any tricks, it's, they, you know, they just highlight the you know, guitar riff, which is a, which is a smoking riff, man. I think that song gets enough, enough credit, um, in, in either the Cure fandom or outside the Cure fandom, for that matter. We get the number one, weirdly I noticed that I was making this compilation, the number one Cure song comes from my, by far my favorite Cure album, although this is the only song in the top ten, although I could have easily put 
uh, A Night Like This on here, Close to Me, Coyote Song. Those could have made it on here as well, but since uh, this song is taking the top spot, I figured I kind of like spread the love a little bit. And uh, I love this song. This is this is the Cure that I like a lot. Really encapsulated. Uh, it's it's more keyboardy. It's uh, it's upbeat. Uh, it's just slightly moody. It's just slightly melancholy. You'll see what I mean. This is my I, I would say is the Cure's best song. Unpopular opinion. In between days from the head on the door. from the cure boy still brings back some great memories what a tune and again that's by far my favorite album if, I had a, if i'm picking a cure album to listen to i can listen to that from open to close where the other album looked kind of like yeah i might skip around a little bit here so that's it the cure songs ranked and again we will probably continue this operation in two weeks because i'm going to try to get uh, a guy on next week but if not we'll just find another band whose songs to rank i've got loads kids loads and loads and loads in my itunes that i can pull out in the meantime we're gonna get a song of the week from another guy from the 80s billy bragg i was poking around doing something else online and i come across a website i don't know what it was and that said hey listen to billy bragg's new song mid-century modern i'm like i like both of those things i like mid-century modern and i like billy bragg and it's in Freegal. I have to pay for it. So here it is, and hopefully Billy's getting some money from this, but uh, it's a little slower. Haven't heard from Billy in a long time, but oh boy, he is, man, if you kids don't know Billy Bragg, do yourselves a favor, please. Uh, talking with the tax man about poetry, probably his biggest album, but that whole era is really good, and he's gone on, and even since then, he's, he's still doing really good stuff, but those are, I would say, the core years. You want to probably want to start there and then move out in either direction. But here it is. This is uh, Billy Bragg's new single. I think it came out about a month ago. It is called Mid-Century Modern, and something Mid-Century Modern is something I enjoy. And like I said, I enjoy Billy Bragg too. Hope you do as well. PF Tape Recorder, so long, and thanks for listening. Shattered norms The credulous so 
doesn't care Positions I took long ago 